Good morning. Welcome to another edition of Shelter Daily in His Word. What a joy it is to be able to be with you on this Tuesday. How good the Lord is. I tell you what, I, I'm just so excited about all that the Lord has done and all the things that He is doing in our lives. God is so good to us and He has blessed us beyond anything we can even imagine. And I'm just so thankful this morning that you've ch chosen to tune in with us and spend some time just uh, sheltering daily in the Word. You know, since we've had to shelter in place for so long, uh, this has been uh, one of those uh, moments where we can just come together and just spend time reflecting on and listening to and seeking God and all the things that He's got planned for us. So thank you this morning for uh, tuning in today and, and just uh, allowing me the opportunity to share with you uh, for these few moments. If you would, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to invite the Lord just to to speak through us today and and uh, just to touch your life maybe you have a need this morning right now is a good time we'll just come into agreement with you today the Lord will touch in the need of your life so father in the name of Jesus we come before you thanking you Lord for your goodness and your grace your mercy thanking you God because we know that you are well able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think and Father, we just ask you just to bless our time together today. Lord, that the word of God will just quicken us and come alive in us. And Father, for whatever needs, God, that may be presented, we have people, Lord, I have a brother that's in need right now. We're just believing for his healing. I'm believing God for a touch, Lord, over uh, both of my brothers, God, that are, are dealing with issues. I'm praying for those, God, that have been uh, just uh, infected by this virus that has uh, for some who are compromised especially, it's become very, very difficult for them. And for others, Lord God, that uh, are, are, are just dealing with the things that go on in everyday life, we just pray for them. We pray for the financial needs of people right now. And God, we believe that you're going to do something unique, and, and we're just trusting you for that, God. And I just give you the thanks today, God, for uh, being with us. So bless our time, and we'll give you the glory and the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, just before I get started into this uh, session, just let me remind you too that uh, if you haven't signed up for our 24 hours of prayer this Saturday, it starts at midnight Friday night, uh, which would be, you know, the midnight hour, uh, sign up. You can go to jubileeworshipcenter.com and there you'll see uh, sign up for prayer. Uh, just click on that fill your name out, and then we'll be notified that you're going to be, we're, the list is already getting full, so there's still a couple of slots available. We had a great 24 hours of prayer last week. I tell you what, it was such a marvelous thing uh, to see how so many people joined with us in our prayer time. So take the opportunity and, and, and join with us for prayer. I know God is going to touch. And then, of course, tomorrow evening, 7 o'clock, we have our, our normal prayer time that we air on, on Facebook, and we air on Zoom, and then it goes out to other places. But, you know, you have the opportunity to join with us there. It'll be a fun time, exciting time. It's always a fun time uh, when we get to seek the Lord. And I say that because, you know, prayer is not, prayer is not a hard thing. Prayer is, uh, is a joy, and it's wonderful. I join uh, uh, almost daily uh, in the morning hours with uh, our, our state overseer and many of the pastors in the state and we have a prayer call that that takes place at 6 30 in the morning or six o'clock in the morning and it, it's a marvelous time uh, just to hear other brethren pray, praying and seeking the lord together and joining together our hearts and being able to uh, 
just join in those things. You know, and here's the thing. As I said this yesterday, and I want to just kind of reiterate this again. If you, if you go in your Bibles and you look in the Word of God at, at, at Luke chapter 11, you know, this is where uh, Jesus was, was approached by his disciples, and he, they asked him, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. And that's what it said in Luke 11. Teach us to pray. And it's interesting that, that uh, how he taught them to pray, and he laid out a, a, a model of prayer for them. And the reason for this is because Jesus, his life was a life of prayer. So in this, in this model of prayer, he is very personal. Uh, it, it, the, the prayer he, he wants us to pray, the, the way we pray, the way we approach the Father is very personal. It's very... Uh, it's very because it deals with our daily bread it deals with forgiveness it deals with deliverance and and it's transformational it, it really does prayer is trans, it transforms us and and god's forgiveness is seen as we are transformed into a forgiving people so he, he talks about you know forgive us our debts or forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and so here's this whole transformation that takes place uh, and, and we are, are, are a people, as I said yesterday, are, are, are in the middle of a world that is lost. And prayer is all about, really prayer is about intercession for, for evangelism. It's all about interceding in the behalf of those who are lost. And so I want to take that just a little bit further, and I want to just talk a little bit about how persistent we must be in our intercession and how that we have to understand that, that this is very important to us. We can't give up or give in on people when we pray for them. You know, a lot of times, you know, we, I've heard people even say this, you know, man, the more I pray, the worse it seems to be getting. Well, <laughs> as we say, well, duh, uh, that's exactly what happens. When the enemy knows you're praying for someone, he's going to turn up the heat. And, and prayer, prayer will, in fact, harness the hearts and the spirit of God will draw them to the kingdom. That's why we can't give up. I, I am convinced that, that praying for others becomes vital. The highest calling of prayer is communion with God. The noblest use of prayer is intercession. Intercession is not representing others before God. Intercession actually is advocating for God in behalf of others. Okay? So we're not representing other people. We're advocating. I like what uh, Dr. Doug Small says. He says it like this. We must move from asking God to take care of the things that are breaking our hearts to praying about the things that are breaking God's heart. Oh man, isn't that true? We, we've got to learn how to, we, we need to hear, and, and this is the thing, if you really want to know what breaks the heart of God, if you really want to touch the heart of God, spend time just at his throne. Just spend time in his presence. You know, have you ever thought about about giving the gift of prayer you know it's amazing how often people are you know how people respond when you ask them can i pray for you 
you know, I think about, you know, right now and how important it would be for us right now, especially to focus on praying for others. Prayer should never be kept to ourselves. Intercession is a gift. And, and that is, uh, you know, that's, that's something so important. I remember back, uh, back last summer, uh, had the opportunity of, of just going around and praying for store owners and shopkeepers here in downtown. And I was amazed at how many times when people would come out and say, hey, what are you doing? And I would, uh, I would just say to them, you know, I'm just here, I just want to pray a blessing over your business. Is that okay? And oh, yes, absolutely. And I said, would you like to join with me? And they would join with me in a prayer to bless. And I thought, wow, you know, what an opportunity we have right now to be able to be Christ to the world in a pandemic situation where we take the prayer that we pray, the prayers of blessing, and take them out into the streets where we begin to pray for the north, south, east, and west. And we say, God, move in the north, move in the south, move in the east, move in the west. And to know that God hears the prayers of his people, that people desire. You know, when people feel hopeless and they don't have hope, the one thing that they, they need is a ray of hope. Well, I believe that Christ has come to give us hope. And, and, and so we need to be people about prayer. We should not hold prayer to ourselves. You know, there are, 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 are some things when I look at the New Testament, there are three uh, greats, if you will, in the New Testament. Uh, the great commission, the great command, and the great commitment. You know, only 9% of adults can correctly identify the great commission as the command of Christ to tell his story to the world. 84% of people, adult people, really don't even have a clue about the Great Commission. And so Jesus stated in Mark 16, 25, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's the commission. Then in Matthew 22, verses 37 through 39, he talks about the great command. You know, and then in, in, if you read in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, this is the great commitment that we, we talk about. So the reality is this. If you want to get the unsaved saved, you have to intercede for them. This is what Paul is suggesting when he says, pray for open doors of opportunity. You know, as believers, we cannot walk around with blinders on our, on, our, on our faces. We just can't do it. Instead, we need to cry out as the psalmist cried out in Psalms 119 and 18, where he says, open my eyes that I may see the wondrous things of God, the wondrous things of your word. God, I want to open my eyes. I want you to open my eyes to see the world around me, to see what is going on so that I can pray effectively and fervently for those because the word says the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous person avails much to, to pray for the lost, to pray for my family. You know, I, I've heard it said time and again, you know, where the words, where, where a prophet's not without honor except in his own, you know, around his own people. And I thought, you know, when Jesus went, you know, to his hometown, the Bible said he could do no mighty works there. Didn't say he couldn't do no works. 
because he did do some. The same applies to you and me. It doesn't mean that, that, that what we do or what we say or what we pray is not effective. It's just that there are those who they don't want to receive what we have, but a lot of times we're, we're trying to press on ground and work ground that's not ready to be tilled yet. It still needs to lay for a while. Circumstances and situations haven't arisen in the life of some people to where they're willing to accept the man of peace. They're not willing to accept what it is the Lord want, is wanting to do. So a lot of times, you know, we're, we're going against <clears throat> closed doors, if you will. And what the Apostle Paul said is that we need to pray for open doors so that the eyes of people would be open, as the psalmist said, that you and I, our eyes will be open to see what's going on around us. And so intercession becomes, you know, the part of which you and I are doing that makes the difference. And this is the prayer of evangelism. This is what we're doing. We're praying and interceding for the lost. So when you think about intercession, a lot of times, you know, we don't think about intercession in, in the idea of praying for lost people. We think intercession is praying for the needs of people, praying for the needs of our world, praying for the needs of our church, praying for the needs of, uh, of believers. But really, intercession is really all about interceding for the lost. You know that the Great Commission is not optional, right? I mean, we ought to know that as believers. It's the command of God. He commanded us, go into all the world and preach the gospel. That was the command. Uh, to be strong for the task of going into the world means that we ourselves are going to have to pray. We can't go on our own strength. You can't do this in your own power. You can't do this in your own ability. Now, there's some people I know, they have, you know, they're very charismatic and they're likable. And they, you know, but I tell you what, when you start talking about God stuff, we start talking about prayer and, and lost people and people needing Christ and all that. I'll tell you, when you talk about seeing walls built up real fast, you used to talk about shutting doors in your face. Yeah. Do that without the, the leading of the Holy Spirit and watch what happens. You'll find yourself in a place where you have no open doors. So we have to pray for the task ahead of us. Pray to be ready. You know, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that dwells in you. And so you have to understand how to walk in that power. And that means spending time in the presence of the Lord. A lot of times, you know, we spend time praying, but our prayers are always, God, do this, God, do that, God, give me this, God, give me that. And, and that's seeking that, what I always, we call the seeking the hand of God. What I'm talking about is coming and just being in the presence of God and just spending time in His presence. Where you just humble your heart before Him. Where you just maybe at times even sit quietly and let the Word, His Word, you know, with your Word open, you meditate on it and you, and you, you seek the Lord with the Word open and you just allow the Word of God to speak to you. You know, this is, this is what we do and as we do this, God strengthens us, the strength we find. You know, I don't know if you sensed it or not, but over the weekend, man, I tell you what, I, I could really tell a difference in the atmosphere this past weekend just from the 24 hours of prayer. 
it seemed as if people's hearts were much more open. In fact, there seemed to be a gladness, a joy, even though we've seen rain fall, you know. And I thought about the times when I was younger. Uh, my mom used to, we used to sing a song in church, uh, send the rain, Lord, send the rain. And uh, my mom uh, uh, would say, Quit, don't say that, don't sing that song, because every time we sing that song, we just get a downpour. Of course, they lived in Florida where they have, you know, these... Uh, uh, torrential uh, tropical rains and and uh, I, I used to get tickled at that but I thought you know it, just like we had last night uh, or, or Sunday night into Monday uh, where we had this 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 deluge of rain that would fall wouldn't it be wonderful to see it outpouring of the Holy Spirit in that way where the rain would just fall I believe God wants to send the former and the latter rain in the same month the prophet declared I believe that I believe that God will in fact, empower his people to declare truth like never before. Prayer opens hearts. When we pray, we are strengthened. Our hearts are open. You know, it's really hard to hold and harbor ill feelings toward people when you're praying for them. Because prayer creates a connection that allows the sharing of faith the camaraderie if you will the connection where we are connected together that's why we pray one for another you know if you have if you have ill feelings towards somebody and you begin to pray over them and pray for them it's not long you know it's not not the prayer of god you know get them before i do that's not what i'm talking i'm talking about just real intercession intercession for lost people especially I know some of you probably look at some folks and say, I don't know if God will ever save my husband. I don't know if God will ever change my son or daughter. I don't know if, you know, sometimes I wonder, Lord, what good it does me to even pray. But listen to me. This becomes very important. Intercession for lost people is the only hope they have. You're standing in the gap for them. This is what God said to Ezekiel, I sought for a man or a woman. <laughs> you know, just because it says man doesn't mean women are left out. No, it, I sought for someone that would stand in the gap, make up the hedge. Why? Because there, are, there, there, there is an enemy out there that desires to destroy. He comes to seek to kill, steal, destroy. That's what John said. John said in the rest of that verse in John 10, 10, but I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Intercession for the lost. Praying creates a connection. Praying opens a door. Praying strengthens us. Praying opens hearts. That's the commission. God, we intercede and pray for those who are lost, my family, my friends, my coworkers, my neighbors some of you probably remember back uh, earlier this year we asked you to uh, upload on your or download on your on your phone or your smartphone uh, bless every home and that app if you'll download it will give you the names of every neighbor you have that surrounds your home you can pray daily for them why would you do that so that you can have an open door of opportunity to share Christ. What better, what more, what greater environment? You know, uh, 
This is the kind of environment the church should thrive in because we offer hope that the world can't give. All the, all the world's giving is the doomsday message. All, all we're hearing is things are getting bad. But I believe that if you as the people of God will begin to intercede and get, get a heart for the things that are going on around us, I believe God can change all that. And I believe he's changing you. So would you today, would you just join with me and begin to just to say, okay, God, I'm going to begin now to intercede for lost people. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now I come to you. And Lord, I just believe, God, that we can in fact intercede in the behalf of lost people. I believe that there are those out there right now. God, that, that we're standing in the gap for, we're advocating for them, God. We're, 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 we're beseeching you. We're coming before you, God, for our family, our friends, our loved ones, our co-workers, people around, our neighbors. Because God, they need you. And Lord God, we have the hope in us. And Lord, this hope that we have is not something that we're to hold to ourselves. And we're not to just pray for ourselves. So Lord, as you're teaching us, God, the fundamentals of prayer and teaching us to grow deeper in prayer, help us, God, to understand that intercession, true intercession, God is about lost people. And so God, today, that's where we are. And we're going to teach us, Lord. Teach us to pray. Just like your disciples asked, teach us to pray as well. In Christ's name we ask. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to thank you again for uh, just tuning in today for another episode of Sheltered Daily in His Word. God bless you. I pray that God will be with you and you'll listen to the Holy Spirit as He leads you. Hey, let us know how things are going, okay? Check in with us. You can hit the like button, hit the share button. I mean, get the word out, okay? And uh, touch, us, touch base with us, if you will, at jubileeworshipcenter.com. God bless you and have a great day.